Hello team and welcome back to the Simply Fit Podcast. Today I bring you some incredible news. I have been working on a secret project for the past three or four months now and I now can tell you that the brand new follow along workout channel is live and here. On this YouTube channel, you're gonna find workouts for fat loss, muscle building, improving your cardio health, flexibility, everything is gonna be on there. You're gonna find body weight workouts, dumbbell workouts, kettlebell and resistance bands workouts, all that you can follow along with. And the best part is that it's completely free. They're also around 10 to 20 minutes long, meaning if you're short of time, you can quickly complete an effective workout or you can combine like two or three of them together and complete like a full 45 to 60 minute workout. New workouts will go live on the channel every Tuesday and Thursday and they're gonna be accompanied by an amazing backdrop, which I'm sure you're all gonna enjoy. So if you wanna find the channel, just search Elliot Hassoon into YouTube and you'll find it very easily. And please subscribe. It makes me very, very happy and it helps the channel grow. And feel free to tell your friends, your family, your pets, whoever you want to share this with and let's work out together. Hello team and welcome to episode 287 of the Simply Fit podcast. In today's episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Dan Bardello. Dan is a health and fitness coach who specializes in improving the performance and longevity of skateboarders by optimizing their nutrition, their training and lifestyle. If you know anything about skateboarding, you'll know there's been a bit of resistance to adopting many of these principles, and Dan is one of the pioneers in driving this forward and making a huge impact in this space. In this episode, you can expect to learn whether it's possible to get started with skateboarding in your 30s, your 40s, or even your 50s, what type of performance increases you can expect to see if you start implementing some of the principles of training and nutrition, and where to begin if you're inspired to start skateboarding or to improve your ability through these practices. So without further ado, Dan Bardello. Welcome to the show, Dan. How are you today? Yeah, good, mate. How are you doing? I am very, very well. Looking forward to speaking with you. It has been a long time in the making. I think I reached out to you first in February. I checked our DMs and I think I discovered you maybe like a month or so before. So I've been waiting like nine months for this conversation. So really looking forward to it today. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Also, uh, like I said before, apologies for taking so long. It's been a bit hectic the last couple of months, getting everything over the line for this project that I've been doing with um, Scapel Strength. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here, dude. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for making the time. And I have no doubt it's going to be of value. But for those who maybe have no clue who you are or what you do, could you let us into a little bit about what it is exactly that you've been doing, you've been working on and where your journey really begun? Uh, yeah, so the last year and a half, I kind of started skateboard strength and it's kind of started and stemmed from just been trying to get practices of, you know, injury management and strength and conditioning to help skaters. And it's kind of stemmed from that into, you know, health and lifestyle nutritional practices as well. And basically just trying to get information out there for skaters to um, help them perform their best and help them to be able to skate well into the latter years, which, um, and not have to like hang up the board too soon and, and just be able to get more joy and yeah, more joy and fun out of something that they love to do you know for longer so that's where it's kind of been at for like the last year and a half um it'll kind of stem from my love for skateboarding that you know finding it later or you know i started skating when i was 35 i think it was um so it was like late and um yeah and like uh, the way i am i get obsessed with things and it's just kind of like i get so zoned in on something and my background being personal training uh i just started trying to research everything that I could about, you know, the strength and conditioning side for skateboarders, which was non-existent. And I was like, 
okay, this is really strange. And then, yeah, so I started posting up some stuff myself and yeah, it's just been, it's been great to interact with the community and everyone's been really appreciative of it. Uh, and um, it's just kind of stemmed from there. Yeah. Let's roll back the years a little bit. What got you into personal training in the first place in health and fitness? So I was never really like the um, athletic kid back at school. I was always, uh, I was like, I had uh, weight loss struggles from a young age and um, I had dropped quite a bit of weight doing it the hard way and not having much information. And then got to a point where I was like at a sticking point where I was just really frustrated and didn't understand where I couldn't get results or couldn't get where I wanted to. Uh, and then I was fortunate enough to get put onto a really good trainer and they kind of opened me up to strength training and looking after your body and looking after your mind and looking after your health in general and just how much more how much of a difference it can make to everywhere like the all-encompassing for your lifestyle right and I was kind of addicted to it from that I had a lot of injuries at the time as well coming um, off a back end of a uh, short construction career that was brutal on the body and I was falling apart and they also helped piece me back together and that's where it kind of really stemmed for me like the interest in just understanding that personal training can also be much more than reps and sets and and you know like S&C work but actually understanding the level the different levels of the anatomy and human body and um, understanding how to piece someone back together after an injury and then getting them to the point where they feel strong and athletic again and that's what I really found a lot of interest in so I um, got certified myself and started on the gym floor and started on my 10,000 hours and yeah that's how it kind of all came about that's incredible what year was that I don't know what year it was but I've been a trainer for 12 years now so it was 12 years ago whatever that was I'm so lost with what year it even is now so I could have <laughs> really done no. a number on me in terms of time time zone yeah no that's all good 12 years is a solid amount of time and I just wanted to start there to get the understanding that you had a solid background and foundation in health and fitness and then of course you made the transition over to skateboarding so I want to start by asking what led you to pick up a board especially so late in life as well Wow. Yeah. So I've always kind of stemming off that story. Like I said, I was never really the athletic kid and I'd always didn't fit, uh, fancy myself as an athlete of any sort. And then once I started getting into all this stuff, I was kind of finishing off my partying years and I needed something to fill that gap and that void of not going out on the weekend all the time. Randomly, I found ice hockey here in Australia and I kind of got obsessed with that and I geared all my training towards that. And I, I figured found for the first time in my life that I was like, oh, I've actually got some really good athletic ability. And it was all built off the back end of all this work that I'd done. And so that was really nice. And I got obsessed with ice hockey for, you know, four or five years. And then that kind of came to an end because it's like really late nights here in Australia. And I was like early mornings doing PT and everything. And what I did find at the time was I need something for me to mentally gear my attention towards. I love physical things like that. I like working out almost like working out a puzzle with your body. Do you know what I mean? And figuring out how to do things and through trial and error with your body and being able to express athletic ability so and also something to gear all my in-gym training towards you know what i mean and yeah rather than just being you know training for aesthetics and for looks and whatever i like being able to like train towards something that i need to express on a weekend or you know like on in terms of athletically and yeah randomly uh, they built a, as my ice hockey kind of career, quote unquote, was finishing up, they were building skate park down the road from me. And it was right around when COVID had hit. So I would walk around the park where they were building the skate park, like just because it's all you could do, right? You couldn't, you couldn't like go anywhere here in Australia. All you could do is walk around the park. And so this thing was getting built and like, 
I've always loved the skate culture. I've always kind of been uh, mixed in it somehow. I'd never skated, never really skated. And I've watched one too many Dogtown movies. And when this like park opened up, they had a bowl. And I was like, fuck, I wonder what it'd be like to actually skate a bowl for the first time. So I bought a board and I started rocking up at like 6 a.m. when no one was around and no one could see me stack it <laughs> or whatever. Oh, and, and so I could also get time in the bowl as well, right? When no one was around. And um, yeah, I started pushing from the bottom. And the first time I rode the bowl, I just got hooked and I was just like, uh, I just started, I was skating, you know, two to three hours, three or four times a week. Then it just kind of escalated. And like I said, I get obsessed with things and, and then, um, yeah. And then I just kind of, I, I became addicted to it and then everything just became about skating. And then, like I said, that's when I started looking into the SNC side of skating and kind of didn't really, couldn't really find much. So I started doing my own thing and that's how those two kind of worlds started colliding and it kind of went from there. Yeah. I want to talk more about those worlds colliding because if, if you know anything about skate culture, you know that working out is almost something that people will laugh at maybe like 10 years ago, for example, maybe some people who were smart enough to be taking it seriously, but typically it wasn't something that was done whatsoever. So how have you started to bridge the gap between the two and have put them back in the same conversation and actually have made them make sense of the same sentence as well? Yeah. Uh, you know, that's been probably the most difficult thing because whilst it had like, there's a lot of um, support for it. There is a lot of pushback, right? I don't personally think that I've had such a, a big hand in it. I really look more towards you know, the guys that are up there that have started doing it, you know, like there's, there's a couple of really good pioneers now as well of, you know, looking after your body. And a lot of the top guys are starting to do this. P-Rod's one that's, you know, quite uh, famous for having expressed the fact that he trains off board and he looks after his body. Um, and, you know, he's now skating, you know, he's still skating at a, such a high level um, at his, for his age as well. And then now, you know, that, that stuff trickles down and that's what it always kind of does. You know, it trickles down from the top. It's the only way they kind of change the culture is when the, um, the top guys start doing stuff. Uh, these things and then everyone else kind of starts to take notice and it just starts to change the culture from the top down um, i like to just kind of give the information and, and try and respect the culture as much as i can and understand that it hasn't been part of them and, and tr i can't just come in and and put my or sorry put you know strength and conditioning and and all its ideals into this culture you got to kind of come in understand the culture first respect it first and foremost and then try and find your place within it and and that's been the hardest thing probably because like i know all the stuff that'll kind of help skaters but it's like or how do i deliver in a way that's going to be digestible for them because if they don't respect it or they just think it's lame which skaters think a lot of skaters just think everything's lame it's like <laughs> oh, fuck this. it's just like they're not going to do it right it's not skating, and it's lame, i really right? do like and i know that there is a resistance to this so i'm like you know a lot of like i don't know if you see all my posts online and everything it's like how i can directly show them that like this will equal this and so a lot of it for me is just like i literally just sit on the on there's a hill near my skate park or as i'm skating and sitting around watching other skaters and just being like trying to mentally you know connect the dots between an ollie and you know a bulgarian split squat or like you know like the pop phase and and just sitting there and breaking it down anatomically and you know and just being like all right what's happening and then what is the relevant exercise how can i show that these two are linked and hopefully get the, get them engaged in the process and um yeah that's pro that's probably been the biggest and hardest hurdle that I've that I've had in the past year and a half that I, I can't just kind of put a, a couple of exercises up and say oh here it is because they'll just be like next and just like swipe through and just like no one's interested no one cares about your fitness right 
But now if it's like, oh, you know, if you do this exercise, it could have a really good carryover into your pop. It's like, oh, well, <laughs> who's this guy, you know? So, yeah, that's, that's kind of where it's coming from. That's it. And I think if you sell it on the fact that it's going to improve someone's skating, it's going to allow them to skate more because the worst thing for a skateboarder is an injury, right? The ability not to skate. So if you can sell them on the promise of, okay, yeah, your pop's going to be a lot stronger and therefore you can get a higher ollie. It's going to be a lot easier. You're going to spend less time out of the park and more time in the park. I think it's kind of the same way that you sell you know, healthy eating or sports or activity to kids or something like that, or fitness work to kids. Cause you're like, well, if you want to be better at this sport, if you want to be stronger, if you want to be faster, which most of them do, you can go about it. I think you could probably do that to adults as well. Probably that's a, a good way of going about it rather than going like, ah, yeah, you're going to be a little bit healthier. If you say, well, actually when you go up the stairs after your kids, you're not going to be super tired. You're not going to have that lower back pain all the time. I think it's the way you package it. Right. And I don't think it's just unique to kids or adults. I think it's just about anyone. If you can put it in the right arena in which attracts them, then eventually, hopefully, as long as they're a little bit open-minded, they'll come around to it. Yeah. And like, I think one of the things that attracted me most to helping skaters was I kind of seen the struggle. Like there, there is a lot of struggle in skateboarding with skaters not having the information to fix their bodies and their they're sore and they're achy and they're injured and they've been carrying injuries for years and it really affects their quality of life and also affects their time doing the thing that they love, right? Like, and as soon as they step on the board, they're like, I, I can't, you hear all the time, I can't do this anymore or, you know, uh, you know, I can't take impact anymore. So I adjust my skating to do this. And as a one-on-one PT, I kind of, for me, like with my one-on-one clients, I carved my niche out of like helping people just feel good and strong again and feel what it's like to be in a strong, healthy, capable body and there was a real parallel with that in skating where i'm like you know you guys you don't have you don't have to feel this way like i know that skating is brutal but there's just some really good stuff out there that's you know it's not just about aesthetics and looking buff and whatever like this stuff can really help you fix your injuries and then get you know performance performance based off whatever your goal is right you can have performance based of like a person that just wants to be able to roll around and pop a couple of ollies on the weekend and and cruise and be comfortable or performance in terms of someone that really wants to push the envelope in terms of what they can do and potential on the board that's going to be individual like um it's going to be based off the person's goals but either way you can do this pain-free you can learn to do this at your best um, and be comfortable because if you talk about the mental uh, health side of things as well when people have to give up the thing they love right and if someone's identified as a skateboarder all their life and now they can't skate anymore it becomes a really dark place for a lot of these guys as well um and it's something that i've interacted with a lot of people online when they message me they're like man i can't skate anymore i'm they're really kind of like they're down in the dumps about it and it's just like, well, you know, this, there's another option. Like here it is, you know, and th- that's the other big thing that attracted me to helping skaters that there was a lot of reward in it from interacting and messaging people online that had a problem and, and helping them. It's giving them a couple of exercises and they're like, oh man, this feels he's better. I, I can do this again. Or, I, you know, I'm able to jump back on the board again. And, and, you know, just how grateful they were. That was what really um, motivated me to kind of keep going with skateboard strength. Yeah, I bet. It's a very underserved community from that perspective. I think within the community, it's very accepting, it's very loving and everything. But outside of it, when it comes to the support from a health and fitness standpoint, and then beyond the years that they are able to skate, you don't really think about that side of things. And I think that that's maybe where, you know, being able to skate for longer, but then also being able, maybe you inspire them that they maybe after they're not 
able to skate quite as much as they used to. They might spend more time at the gym because they see the value of it. So yeah, it's amazing on that note. And with that being said, what type of impact can a solid nutrition plan and a solid training plan really have to a skateboarder? If you're trying to give someone the reason to get started on it, what can they realistically expect? Um, <laughs> it all kind of, I mean, it is a thing, right? It all depends on where they're currently at. If you get someone that's eating like crap all week and you just start off with some basic, really basic nutritional stuff. And now they're feeling energetic. They're feeling like they've, they're feeling revitalized and they've actually got energy to go and skate. You've just changed the world for them, right? Like, it, you know, it's just, it's, it's incredible what you can do. Um, and then you have the other upper end where it's just like, you have a skater that, you know, that they're really trying to push their performance and tweaking a couple of things and really kind of getting into the, um, the nitty gritty of things in terms of, uh, timing of meals and carbohydrates and making sure that they have interest gate snacks. And like, now you're looking at the extra 10% or, you know, like really looking to push the envelope. So it just kind of depends where someone is in their journey, but, you know, really just doing the bait, like covering some really, like, I always kind of preach the basics and that, to be honest with you, a lot of skaters, even the top end guys, that's where they're at now is if they just start implementing some really basic stuff the difference that they feel is so big that that that's what makes a lasting impression and then once they realize how much better this feels they don't want to go back to the way it felt before and and you know i always kind of said it like my guys give it three to four weeks of you know training consistently you know twice a week um, and maybe fixing a couple of really simple nutrition things and the difference in how you feel will be far enough motivation for you to keep going with this and be like, all right, uh, this is a lifetime pursuit now because like going back to how I felt, once you now have the scope of realization of like the comparison between, you know, like, cause the, the way you feel at the, at the moment is just how you feel. And if, and then like, you're like, oh, yeah, I feel good until you have a difference of comparison. You're like, oh, I didn't know I felt like shit all this time. Right. And it's just like, now I feel good or, or I can't go back to feeling like that, you know? And it's not, these they're, they're not big things, you know, two 45 minute to 60 minute sessions a week off board training and, you know, some really simple nutrition. And like, when I talk simple nutrition stuff, it's like, Hey man, have you had any water today? <laughs> Just like, have you drunk enough water? Cause somebody that that's where some of these guys are at, you know, but drunk, no water today. Like, it's just like, all right, cool. Let's just start there. Don't give me anything else for the next two weeks. And then just enough like, oh, that headache that I had all day long is just gone now. So yeah, dude, you didn't have any water. Like what do you do? Like, so yeah, it's really simple, but I think, um, I always kind of say three to four weeks of you consistently doing this and the changing in the changing feeling that you get is going to be far enough motivation for you to keep going. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I've looked at your stuff and like you said, it's purely those nutritional found fundamentals, right? It's nothing like that's that going to blow anyone's mind. But when you are starting from scratch, it's like working with a client who's, you know, eating takeaways for the majority of the day and going and getting a, a croissant and a coffee in the morning as their breakfast. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, just have a little bit of protein and yeah, drink a bottle of water. And they're like, well, you know, life has changed from that perspective, but it is just those small things, and especially with the way that skateboarders put themselves through so much physically, I can imagine it having even bigger of a knock-on effect. So is it going to become normal for us to see protein bars and intra-workout shakes on the side of the bowl? <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, that's <laughs> that's a long time away. I think. All right. That's um. Yeah, that'll be the day. I think that'll be interesting. I think you. you I mean, you are seeing a little bit now filtered down. Like I've, I have seen certain things. Like you're starting to see a little bit, like um, you know, theraguns or something. Yeah, like in people's bags, which is interesting. And then like like even someone warming up. Like I was like at the at the park. I was just like, whoa. 
first time I seen someone warming up at the park, I was like, "Whoa, this is insane!" And um, so they're big changes, and uh, I think we're a little far away from a protein bar at the start <laughs> of the bowl, but. Yeah, you never know, man. It, you see how it comes. It'd be interesting to see how skaters take to it and make it their own because that's also that's really important, right? It's going to be how they infiltrate it into their own culture. Like uh, the way I see it is I'm just a person that can put out the information um, and let them interact with it and pick and choose the things that are right for them and then see where they take it. So it, for me, it's just interesting to see where they're now going to take it in the next couple of years and what they're going to use, what they're going to discard, how it's gonna they're going to make it their own, you know? No, I think it's fascinating, dude. I think you've come in at such an early stage that you're probably going to get very minimal thanks for the work that you do, but you're going to set the momentum. Then someone's going to come in two, three years later, like the special sports nutritionist for the pers- uh, for skateboarders. Of, and they'll be like, well, Dan was doing all this work years ago. <laughs> and now all these guys are getting the glory for it when they're on site at the Olympics supporting their nutrition. But no, I think you're almost being a pioneer in that sense. And I think the support of the, like you said, the higher profile athletes in the game is really going to help. Like I've seen people like Niger use a mobility gun, for example. And like you said, you spoke about P-Rod using using a lot of um yeah being very proactive with this training and i think it goes to show people will look up and be like i want to be skating at his age so they're going to be asking well what is he doing to be able to skate at that age and there's going to be a element of it is luck and genetics but that's only going to account for a certain amount of things so i think it's incredible and on the note of age as well i'm very curious because i've obviously you started pretty and i say late but you might no means old at all but late when it comes to skateboarding because most people start when they're like five or six years old i feel like i started when i was like eight and then i've had a, a healthy retirement so but maybe i should pick up my board a little bit more now based on the inspiration of your story but given you started so late and obviously there'll be a lot of people who'd be like wouldn't think of possibly stepping on a board and you see like you've mentioned in one of your posts there's so many dads or mums at the skate park just watching their kids what do you think the first steps are for someone who's in that position maybe watching their child skate to step on a board for the first time at the age of 40 at the age of even late 30s for example what is that going to look like for them because i think a lot of people will think that's quite unrealistic i don't think it's unrealistic i do believe it does need to be respected because skateboarding is no joke <laughs> like it is no joke like and i think we've seen this as well uh like a lot of people started picking up skateboards around the, around COVID because they had like not much to do and everyone kind of like rekindled their love with it. And there's been a lot of injuries and a lot of wake up calls when you realize, oh, I'm not as young as I used to be. The pavement hurts. And even just like when you haven't, you know, when you pick up skating at a young age, it's so much easier because, you know, you have been like, what do you do as a kid? You'd run, you sprint, you change direction, you know, you're mucking around with your mates. So you have access to these uh, incredible ranges of motion um, and this capability that's just so easily transferred that when you go, you almost don't respect how how hard skating actually is and how brutal it is on the joints and things like the ankle and like, you know, your Achilles and your calves, the things that you just go way over the top of your head, because at that age, you're just exposed to that kind of loading and that kind of movement. Right. And then when you haven't done that stuff for such a long period of time, and then you try and pick up a skateboard uh, when you're older, you, you see it as the same thing as when you're younger. And it's like, that's where the danger can happen. So I do say like, and and it's not, to deter anyone, but it's just like there is a, uh, you kind of do need to take a bit of a different path when you're trying to pick it up at an older age. And that is like offboard training, right? Uh, you know, it's just like engage like in some offboard training and some skate specific offboard training that will allow you to just 
touch base with a few things that allows you to make the transition a bit smoother and and just really looking front to some potential potential injuries that could happen you know like when like i started skating well yeah well at 35 or 36 and you know like the last couple of years i've been playing ice hockey i'm athletic in the sense that i'm training five days a week in the gym and the one thing that i overlooked in skating was just how brutal it was on the foot calf and ankle complex like to be honest with you i never had any i never had any knee pain no lower back pain my legs weren't sore when i was skating like everything was fine but my feet and ankles were just like they just copped the beating right and i was like oh gee like i was like jesus christ like this is insane and you got to and like that's from someone that had been doing a lot of stuff right um so you got to think of someone that's coming in deconditioned detrained haven't run in a while and that kind of stuff even things like pushing and popping is going to be a big deal for like their achilles and their ankle and their calf and that could be that potentially be a big problem right and that's how you end up with things like achilles tendonitis and plantar fasciitis or even their I say like you know a bad um uh achilles tear or achilles ruptures at that especially at that age when people are looking to rekindle the love for skating it can be huge right so touching base with some of this stuff off board before you make your transition back can just be massive and i think it can go a long way to just getting people to be able to actually get back into skating because they can at you know at 35 or 36 or whatever age it is i'm not saying you can't be done it can definitely be done your approach just needs to be a little bit smarter because um not as young as you used to be, right? <laughs> <laughs> and dude, something that I realized, obviously I did skate as a kid as well. I, I wasn't anything special in terms of what I could do, but I cruised a lot. Like I used to ride my board into the town with friends. So I was very proficient at just, you know, moving around on a board. But I was like, it is a hell of a lot different to land on your butt at 85 kilos than it is when I was like, you know, I don't know, a 40 kilo kid in the past. I was like, it, it, it's a long way down and it feels heavy to, to crash on the ground as well. Yeah. You see some of the younger, and that, that was it. There's two things. Like you see some of the, uh, I watched some of the younger skaters now and they fall and you see them get back up and skate like it's nothing. I'm like, dude, that'd be me out for like a couple of weeks. Right. <laughs> but the other thing that I've noticed as well, which is something that I, like uh, I actually posted about this. I've seen some of the older guys that have probably haven't skated in a while and they started to try and skate again and you watch them fall and it is like, it, it's really hard to watch. Cause you see a prolific skater that, that, you know, it's good at what they do and they make falling like it's an art form in itself, right? They're just so efficient at being able to break their fall. And there's this beautiful like synergy between contracting and relaxing, like bracing and relaxing when they need to, to be able to break their fall, but then also go with it. And then you see someone that hasn't, fallen in a while or hasn't done much and it's stiff and it's almost like they lack mobility to be able to go with the fall when they need to and they lack the strength to be able to like help themselves along to go with the fall when they need to right and absorb forces and you see it and it looks like it takes ages for them to hit the ground and when they hit the ground it's like a big thud right and that's the other one that I noticed. So I was that I literally put a post up about this is just being able to get people mobile again. Cause it's something that you don't think about, right? Like when you're going to fall, like how are you going to be, are you going to be able to go with the movement or are you so stiff that you're not going to be like, you're going to stiffen up on the moment of impact and you're not going to be able to fling yourself into certain positions. Um, and cause that, that happened. I've watched one too many older guys falling and, and it's just, it's slow. And then when it hits, I'm just like, Oh, that guy, you hear the concrete hit, like the, the, the sound like so hard and you're like, and then, and then you don't see him again. Right. And you're just like, fuck, like, yeah, that's, that's what I want to avoid. <laughs> I think it's tough as well, because I don't know. 
about you, but in the UK, growing up with football, aka soccer, is such a normal thing. Growing up with tennis and all these kind of common sports that you see well televised but skateboarding obviously it came into the olympics i think it was last year or yeah it was a late one last year and the high profile skateboarders is the only exposure you get to it or even sls if you're really going to dig that deep i think the most people would have seen it at the olympics and they make it look so easy right they make those falls seem like oh they're just sliding across the ground on their shoulder and i think that that gives us an unrealistic expectation of what it actually looks like but when you grow up with football you know what it's like to be kicked in the you know by a ball for example, or to be tackled by someone or to fall on the ground because you have that exposure as a kid. But I think because it's quite a quite a niche sport in a way, and not many people have tried it, and then they'll go and pick it up. Because like I remember the pandemic, everyone like started skipping or they did some handstands and stuff like that. And I can see that being challenging, but not as demanding from an injury standpoint as something like skateboarding is. It can be ruthless. So I think that's that the part of the challenge as well. Like having when you go to the park and you actually see real people and how much they fall down rather than the pros who pretty much land you know, let's say 98% of their moves, it's it's a completely different story, right? Yeah, it's it's absolutely nuts. And yeah, you're right. I think it's just people have this really false perception by watching their exposure to the top guys that you don't realize it's not like that all the time. And you also don't realize how heavy the falls are when they do and how good they are at, at falling. I, like I literally, like I said, I'll sit there and watch skaters just because I love watching them battle a trick at the park and or just watching how they fall and a lot of the time i'm just looking at stuff and kind of dissecting it myself or to find its relevance in terms of snc work and and that and and just watching what they do what are the common patterns and uh, and 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 yeah but uh it's just so cool to watch how they're really proficient guys and and how they can just navigate falling you know consistently like and just making it look so beautiful and so elegant <laughs> yeah exactly it's crazy it really is especially when you you know how it feels and you have that level of impact and you'll just see the way that they just slide off the ground they bounce back up especially a lot of the younger ones who we're seeing a lot of in in the pro ranks when you see 13 14 15 year olds and they're just like sliding off the floor jumping back up like it's nothing and you really like you said if it was you or i we'd be well maybe not now all the work that you've done but you'd be down there for about 10 minutes you might not ever come back to the park as well and that's always something i'm very curious about too i always ask people who are specifically focused on a certain sport or athletic pursuit and on the topic of starting maybe a little bit later how good can someone realistically get i would like to use you as an example because you're someone who's invested a lot of time and i know that you're probably more focusing on working with skaters but what's your ambitions personally as a skateboarder yeah, so I, you know what was a really interesting lesson for me with skateboarding was like I've, it really checked my ego in quite severely a few times now, right? Because like, well, like I said, when I started ice hockey, I'd never really ice skated. And within five years, I'd gotten to a point, I mean, it's Australian ice hockey, so it's, it, it is what it is. It's not going to be like, but I'd gotten to the point where I was playing division one ice hockey, right? Like, because I just got uh, obsessed with it and was able to progress so quickly. And my fitness and athletic like, levels and everything I was doing in the gym allowed me to just progress quite quickly, right? And so when I found skating, when I found skating, I got obsessed with it and I, I was progressing quite quickly. And until I got the wake up call of, you know, I, like I dislocated and fractured my elbow and it was like, 
I'd never really done anything like that. And it was just like, it just kind of like woke me up to the fact that you're supposed to be doing this for fun. And I tend to have a thing of like, when I get into something, like I just want to get better at it all the time. And I want to like, I'm going to get obsessed with it. I was supposed to be doing this for fun. And then all of a sudden, like, because to be honest with you, that's the reason why I had to stop playing ice hockey because I would, I wasn't happy playing because I was just always like hard on the fact that I didn't play well. You know, I was playing way beyond my means for someone that had been playing that year, but I still wasn't happy. I was like, I didn't have a good game. I wasn't competing properly, like, for that level. And so it just became, you know, I was, just, I was supposed to be having fun with this. And so I started skateboarding and I was supposed to be having fun with this. And then sure enough, next thing you know, I'm just like skating three, four times a week and like, you know, do, putting heaps of hours in and just I needed progression, needed progression, needed progression. And then it was just like skateboarding just gave me a big kick in the ass and just like, hey, dude, this is what can happen. And now you're sitting on the sidelines and you can't do anything and you can't even use your arm. And like, it's just like, it was just a bit of a wake up call to be like, you know what, man, progression is cool, but just have fun with it as well. And, and take your time. You know, I always still kind of want to see myself progress for myself personally, but I'm trying, it's an interesting question you ask at the moment. I'm trying not to like get caught in this thing that I do where I just want to push hard and, and see how far I can progress at my age and, and, and all that stuff and, and try and just have fun with it and, um, and try and make it last a bit longer as well. Cause I've, I've had a brutal run with some injuries again, just trying to continue to just push the envelope and just realize, man, you're, you are, I think I'm 36. I think I'm 37. I can't remember. I think I'm 37 now. I'm just like, you know, yeah, like this is supposed to be fun. No, you're not going to go to SLS. You're not going to be in like, you know what I mean? You're not going to get sponsored. This is supposed to be a fun pastime. And so far it's cost you a lot of time, a lot of time in injuries and, and stuff like that. And, and that's cool. Like that's all part of the game. And that's when you really get to understand that, you know, you do have to pay to play and, and, and that's fine. I'm happy with that. But it's also like, man like just and sit back and enjoy skateboarding for what it is and stop this like consistently having to push the envelope because no one's watching like this is your fun and, and you can be passionate about it and be and love it and enjoy it but just this like oh how much better am i going to get how much better am i how much quicker can i get better as just like for me at the moment it's like calm down <laughs> <laughs> yeah man i asked that because of i think the question comes from my own battles with that because anytime i start something i'm like is it worth investing enough time like investing all the time that i have but if i'm not going to get to a significant place in terms of like am i going to be very very good at this because if not maybe it's not worth my time and for years and years i just put off starting anything for that reason but then if you look at the reality of your life it's like well am i looking to compete am i looking to be a professional and you know as much as maybe like the 10 years ago dream dreamer version of you might have liked to be sometimes you've got to accept the reality of like well is it even possible Maybe not. And B, is it something that you want? Because I think obviously if you look at the pros, they invest so much time. They're pretty much probably skating almost all day, every day. If you're not a professional skateboarder and if you're, if you're not like 10 to 15 years old, then you probably got other things to do with your life as well. So it's good to hear that in the way that you've been like, well, actually I, I can pursue it with passion and as much you know intensity as possible, but I do have to remember it's fun. So I, but I can imagine that's quite a back and forth as well. Oh, hundred percent. It's still like, I'm not, I haven't said I've, I've won it either because I still, you know, you get ahead of yourself. And, um, but it, it you know, like it, for me, it was, uh, it was supposed to be something for my mental health. Cause I do believe I need stuff like skating. I need to have like, like something that I can immerse myself in. And at the moment, like, you know, for me, that is skating, like, you know, like I, you're watching 
clips from people and you're getting to know the culture and then you know you're researching boards and trucks and wheels and, and getting to know all that stuff um and then also like watching tutorials online and talking with skaters and stuff like that's just hate all like that stuff is um it's good for my mental health to have a break outside of work as well because you know i can be quite intense with work and you know and, and i need something outside of that and and then i love the physicality of skating of being able to just switch off because i can't think of anything else other than skating otherwise you get your ass handed to you right and then also just setting little goals not making them they don't have to be big things but you know like little things that you are achievable for yourself that give you that satisfaction because at the same time it's all well and good to just enjoy skating but i do get a sense of purpose and sense of like drive like it just setting smaller goals but i think it's also about adjusting the goals that you set and it's just not being like and and making it a bit more achievable and um a bit more relaxed with them <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's a struggle man i can definitely relate and on that note you've touched on mental health a couple of times now is that something that you're introducing to your skaters as well because i think it doesn't matter whether you're a skater or whoever you are you're probably going to come up against some type of mental health i don't want to call it a challenge but mental health situation in your life so i can imagine that can be quite prevalent in a community as big as skateboarding so how have you started to introduce the topic of mental health to the guys that you work with guys and girls that you work with i haven't really yet i just i don't feel i'm not sure if like it's like a little bit at a time with skaters you know what i mean um i don't i know if they're, they're, they're ready to open up to it yet but the mental uh, health side is pretty much infused in everything that i do and that i put out there in terms of injury from um the interactions that i've had online with skaters you know the way that i've kind of seen things change or like interact with mental health and skating is more being with the one-on-one -on -one interactions with people that i've had online where they where they've messaged me and they're like really like in a bad state because they can't skate and it's like like i said right that i found skating when i was older but like you have some people that have skated all their lives and like skating isn't just what they do it's who they are right it's, it's like it's the clothing they wear it's the culture they're a part of it's the homies that they see at the park and then now because their body's letting them down they can't skate anymore so it's like everything that that's you know been infused into who they are as a person is technically kind of gone right and so they've like when you realize that when you realize at that point like what else do i have in my life what else do i like i don't even know if what like what what other interests do i have outside of skating and like that can be a really dark time when it's taken away from them so my interaction with the mental health side of skating in that aspect has just been like helping these guys get back to skating and being like hey man like there's some try this stuff and then starting them on the journey of understanding that like, you know you can fix your body and then get back to skating and get that thing that you love and i guess that's been my biggest interaction with the mental health side of things and skating and 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 that's probably been the most rewarding one out of all of them as well because you know the the, the thanks you get from from those guys and you know that, that that's really changed and helped someone that's um yeah probably that's as good as it gets yeah man it's super impactful and i think there's a lot of time for that and i think that even watching the high profile stuff, I'm pretty sure there was a couple of athletes who were working with a mental health association. I can't remember what it was. I think it was an advert with Letitia Buffoni and maybe another Brazilian skater, if I remember correctly. But they, you know, there was the adverts before. It, I think it was on YouTube, it was on their Instagram pages as well. So I think that if, yeah, there's some gentle work being done by the community, people like yourself, and then it's coming down from the top as well, I think slowly but surely it will start to infiltrate its way in, which I think is only going to help a lot of people. Because as you mentioned, there'll be a lot of people who've 
have messaged you now who before you, you wonder what they would have done, you know, who they would have messaged, who they would have been able to speak to. And it's, yeah, it's a tough one from that perspective, but it's awesome that they've got you as an outlet and they've got you facilitating them skating for many, many more years as well. And on that note, if um, anyone's interest has been piqued by today's conversation and they want to get started, they are fresh to the board. They've never even barely looked at one, but let alone picked one up. What three bits of advice would you give them to get started if they wanted to go out to their park maybe later today? Uh, <laughs> put off the later today, right? Um, <laughs> if you haven't, yeah, like if you haven't done anything in a while, go slow. Try and test your body with some offboard training first, and kind of prove to yourself that you have, you know, the because it, it is a big responsibility to step on a skateboard. It, like it's it's a lot. Anything could happen, right? And and I've been proving like everyone always says that to me, like man, anything can happen. Like, and it's just that legitimately, like I've learned the hard way, anything can happen, right? And you think like, you know, you're able-bodied and everything like that. And it's just like it, the freak accidents that happen in skateboard can set you back, you know, months, right? So just check in with your body that you're capable of doing basic stuff first before you step on a skateboard. You know, I'd say take it slow. And, um, you know, another thing that's really changing, especially for adults as well, is like, I've got a couple of skaters that I train and they actually, you know, teach skateboarding themselves and they, um, they do lessons in that. And like, it's just like another thing, like, I know that's, it's another thing that's kind of shunned in the skate community. It's like, who, why would you want to take a lesson? It's like, well, because if someone can speed up your process of learning through their knowledge, then why wouldn't you want to do that? Right. And it's just like, as an adult, it's a bit different learning skating, you know, when you're a kid, yeah, just pick up a board go fuck around with it, right, for ages and just be obsessed with it. And that's what kids do. And they and it's such a beautiful thing to watch. But if you are, you know, as an adult looking to kind of step on a board for the first time, yeah, man, there's guys out there now that are really um, teaching skateboarding and, and they can probably really compartmentalize a lot of things and really speed up your learning process. And so uh, I definitely look at something like that, like getting yourself some some lessons of sorts. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I was fortunate not to have that kind of fear of stepping back on the skateboard because of, like you said, when you, you're a kid, you don't really think about it. You just step on it and you kind of just flow, you fall, you learn as you go. I can't even remember that moment of stepping on it for the first time. But then anytime that I'm with someone and they're like, can I have a go on your skateboard? And they step on it and you, and you realize like, even just standing on one is pretty intimidating and then the board flies from underneath them and yeah exactly yeah. right so i think that it's yeah it's massively underestimated like before like you said before you even just go and expect a cruise just be able to get off and on of one by just standing on it first right yeah and it's because it's like even if you get to the point where you can just cruise right you're going at a decent speed, even just cruising on the board. If something happens, you have to jump off. Well, yeah, you (laughs) have to jump off and run, right? And you have to jump off and run at technically to get to the point to slow you down at the speed that you were cruising at. So ask yourself, when's the last time you you ran at that pace? Or when's the last time you sprinted? Because essentially the first three or four steps bailing off the board is a decent little sprint, right? Even at a cruising pace on a board. So that's always like, that's like, for me, that's a, like a bar. It's like, Hey man, when's the last time you actually even ran? Because you realize if you got to jump off that board, you got to run uh, like to, to slow yourself down. Right. It's like, yeah, it's just, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a big lot of deceleration, especially if you're you're coming up to the side of a road. That's when I think about it, right. It's when you come up to the side of the road, you need to stop for cars as well. Like you need to slow that thing down quite fast because like, otherwise you're going to fall or your skateboard's going to fly into the road. And none of those two outcomes are very pretty whatsoever. <laughs> Yeah, everyone's thinking about the prolific just cruising around on a skateboard and this is like, 
you haven't thought about all the other stuff that could happen when you know you got to bail, when you got to fall, when you got to slow down. And you see the moment like people get over that oh stage of like stepping on a board and they're kind of pushing and they're cruising and they're all smiles. They're like, hey, I'm doing it. And they're like, oh, fuck, I got to stop. How do I stop? How do I, do I just jump off? And they're like, freak out. And then that's just like, you know, that's usually where the biggest stack happens. And then that's the end of skateboarding for them. So yeah, just take like just taking the time and it's a big responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely dude and you as a individual what's your ambitions professionally with skateboarding is it all about the community or do you have ambitions to work with high profile skateboarders i'm super curious about that so i started training some skateboarders one-on-one that are you know i say i like to say that they're um they're definitely getting after it and that's really cool because i really like coming yeah. yeah yeah and, and it's just like i really like to see how much this stuff can really affect change within the skate community I guess I just really want to, it's interesting being, I, I'm getting a lot of fulfillment out of the moment, at the moment out of um, helping a community that I've gotten a lot from, you know, skateboarders are so cool and they're so welcoming. Like the, the people that I've spoken to at the park and that have helped me out, uh, you know, with stuff and taught me stuff and, and it's nice being able to kind of hopefully leave my mark in a positive way through stuff that I've, you know, spent my life learning and, and, you know, spent, uh, it's been, been my career for that long, you know, and all these courses that you go to on weekends and you spend all your money on in terms of your career, like learning all this stuff to be able to give it to skaters and, and if they can help them and help change the, um, that narrative within the community, like that's, um, that's as much as I've kind of thought about it for now. Um, will it, if it's hopefully something that can take, cause I'm getting so much enjoyment and joy out of it now, if it does get to the point where it's something that I can, um, just do completely full time, then yeah, that'd be, that'd be a nice perk because, um, at the moment it is like, it's, it's what's really motivating me and getting me out of bed. Like, uh, you know, when I go and train these skaters one-on-one, it's just like, this is, this is sick. Like I just, you know, you're in that state of flow. This is what I want to be doing. And, um, and you know, like I get it, like I've gotten obsessed with this as well, where it's just like, I'm always thinking about skating and training and like, I'll be like just in my head, just dissecting like skateboard movements and, and just being like, and just like lost in space, what, like thinking about what exercises and the connection behind it and then thinking about programs and stuff. So at the moment it is quite immersive for me. So it, it's great if that could be one day be something that I just completely do and that's my job. But um, I guess for now it's just really about helping create that change and helping leave a positive impact on the skate community. So we'll see where it goes to from there. That's awesome, dude. I really think you're doing it. And just before we wrap up, can you talk to us a little bit about that PDF that you've been working so crazily hard on? Uh, yeah. So like, I'm not sure if we got this because we we're talking about it before we press record, but um, it was uh, it gets released with the program that I put out for skaters now. And in it, what I wanted to do was just basically give skaters all the information they will ever need. Like it, it is a lot of, I've actually had some skaters say like, I think it's going to be too much information um, and they're going to get lost in it. But it's like, I wanted it more to be a thing of like, here's all the info, right? And whenever you need something from it, you can go and take it and 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 grab from it. And it's got like, it, yeah, it's got like, uh, it's broken up into sections, like quick start guides. It's got articles, it's got videos, it's got, you know, everything from nutrition and, you know, like nervous system stuff and like, like the stuff that like, you know, uh, recovery stuff, heaps of injury stuff, you know, understanding pain, how to manage injuries. And the most important thing was I'd put out a P, uh, PDF and a program before and what I wasn't happy with and what I wanted to do with this one was I wanted to, for the first time, try and bridge the gap between the skate culture and the off-board training environment and have it be like this time be 
have them make it their own, right? Because I don't think anyone's done that. It's been like so far up now it's been like uh, attaching a fitness culture to the skate culture and it's like it's not theirs, right? So I was fortunate enough to um, be able to buy some um, picks, some, some really nice and amazing skate picks and then also skaters that I've trained have donated their picks and I really want to turn this one into what feels like a skate mag and have it be all the information that I want to give them so that hopefully for the first time, they can see it as something that's part of their own culture and part of their own, you know what I mean? And then we'll see, hopefully, like my idea is to maybe try and release one every year um, with updated information and stuff like that. Um, this is the first one. And um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the response I get uh, from it and see how it goes. Dude, I'm pumped to see it. And I really feel like the sky's the limit. Like I feel it's something that people have needed for a long time, but they've not really known what to ask for. And I feel like you're just finding the way to deliver it. Truly, when I came across your page, I was like, someone's finally done it. You know, like it crossed my mind that there was nothing there. And I also think there's a lot of room in terms of, you know, people genuinely teaching how to skateboard. So when you get like a, a thriving community of those teaching how to skate, and then also those teaching how to support your skating through all of these fundamentals of health, fitness, and nutrition, I think it's going to be absolutely incredible. And I dude, I think you're one of the key people leading the way. So thank you for the work you do. And thank you so much for being here today. Thanks, man. Really appreciate it. No, my pleasure. Is there anything you else want to want to close with anywhere that people can find you if they want to keep up with your work? Skateboardstrength.com, um, the website, there's like heaps of articles, heaps of blogs there. Um, all the programs are up there. There's heaps of blogs and that are free and a lot of the stuff that I post is just go a little bit more in depth. Skateboard Strength on Instagram as well. Is everything I post is there. Everything that I post, if you actually look at my page, has thumbnails that are specifically like put out to like the, the type of injuries or whatever I'm talking about. So if you do, cause I get questions all the time. It's like, Hey man, have you done any ankle stuff? It's like, I've done like 15 ankle posts. And it's like, if you look on the, on the page, it's like, it's right there. So like I've, I've structured it all. So you guys can just look at my Instagram page and find anything that I've ever covered. Um, any issue that you've ever had I, at, at this point now, I'm pretty certain I've covered everything that skaters have asked for and, and wanted. It's, it's, it's all there. So just feel free. It's all there for free. Um, just go and absorb it, take it in and use what you want. And that's it. Yeah. Amazing. Dude, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, man. Pleasure. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.